Boomtron. 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 Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Netflix OGs get your groove on. We talk about it all, we could be wrong. Kill the better views like a Demogorgon. Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Just a few guys talking about the originals. Yo, pick your favorite show, we can put it on. We know it also, nothing's atypical. And welcome to the Boomtron Podcast. I'm Diego. I'm joined by Amy and Mark, and we're talking Netflix movie, The Gray Man. Hi, everyone. Good morning. How you doing? How's it going? How's it going? It's going. It's going. I was delightfully surprised by Gray Man. I wasn't sure how it was going to fit. I mean, I was in because of Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans, but... I wasn't really sure what I was going to think of it on the whole because it's not necessarily my kind of movie. I'll watch them, but like Taken and those kind of movies, they're not they're not 100% my favorite. And I really liked this. Maybe it's because it's based on a book. I don't know. I haven't read the book, but um, I was in. I thought it was really good. And it was a it was a quick like. It was a quick watch too, and it was one where I just watched. I didn't do other things, and you know me, I'm always watching while I'm doing something. But this one, I just watched. And so that's always a sign for me that it's it's worth the watch. That's impressive with everything you've got to do. I, I just, <laughs> a just watched movie is, is already a, a glowing review. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's a good point. That's a good point. But, so let's talk about the movie. Let's talk let's, about it. Let's so do it. it. Let's it opens it. up in the past, right? And Ryan Gosling is in jail. And we don't know exactly what he's done, but we know that he apparently killed somebody. And the way that Billy Bob Thornton's talking to him, it sounds like maybe it was somebody who was abusing him. Um, but Billy Bob Thornton is in from the CIA, and he's there to recruit him um, to basically be an assassin. And then they fast forward a bunch of years, and apparently he's fantastic at being an assassin. And now his name is Sierra Six. Nobody knows who he really is. And he that it kind of opens with him on a mission, right? And he's got to kill this guy. And we're watching him kind of go through everything and get set up. And like he's two floors below this person, but he's got like an earpiece in and he's going to be able to figure out where the guy is and shoot him through these floors. But then it turns out that there's a kid with him. And I guess Sierra Six has a conscience and he's not going to hurt or traumatize a kid. So he kind of is like, yeah, the gun jammed, the gun jammed. And then he goes around to try to kill him differently. And when he finally gets in a room with the guy, um, the, the man's like, do you know who I am? And he's like, I don't care who you are. And he's like, do you know who I am? And he's like, I'm Sierra Four, I think. And... Ryan Gosling's like, I, I still don't care who you are. And he's like, no, I know things about them. They're not who you think. And he hands him this USB uh, thing, which, you know, I guess we're still doing. And he gives it to him and, and he was like, watch it, you know. And then he kills him. And then it turns out that on this USB thing is evidence that the the directors of the CIA are bad people and that's why they were killing him and now they turn their hunt to him so that's that's kind of how it was set up and and I'll be honest I was hooked right from the beginning I really liked the way that they had you know Sierra Six like 
setting up this assassination and I was intrigued by that. And then I was intrigued by the fact that he wouldn't he wouldn't shoot the guy with a kid nearby, but he still was going to figure out a way to finish the job, right? Like he, he was very focused on completing his mission, but just not in the way they wanted him to do it. But then this idea of these are bad people, et cetera. I don't know. I just, I, I thought it opened well and it grabbed me right from the beginning. Yeah. I like that they, uh, obviously they, they established his character pretty early on the whole hitman with a heart of gold thing. Uh, and a little foreshadowing that that a that children are his Achilles heel, right, right. Yeah, I thought uh, you know I mean most films try to grab your attention early on with some you know dramatic or I should say most action films with some dramatic you know fast paced action moment right at the beginning and then they kind of you know delve into the storytelling. Uh, I felt like this film kind of started with the action and didn't really stop you hardly ever got a chance to catch your breath and while some people criticized that for this movie i loved it i mean for me it was that sort of jurassic park level thrill ride where you never quite got a chance to to exhale and i i mean they were so creative in all of their different action you know locations and and sequences they were you know by land by air you know to little tight quarters, wide open spaces, and everything in between. And uh, um, I mean, my my hats off to whoever choreographs all these fight sequences because they really were amazing. They were. I agree. It, it wasn't. It wasn't quite um, gunpowder milkshake fight sequence level, okay. but. It was really, really good. I will say, and Diego, you're going to take issue with this, um, but I read no. something. <laughs> I read something online. Uh, I was reading up some reviews of it beforehand, and a couple of people were saying that the Gray Man might give John Wick some competition. I didn't know you were going to say that. <laughs> and I will say that as I was watching this movie. In my head, I was thinking, why are all these people trying to be like John Wick? Oh, see, there you go. So there was a little aspect of that kind of style of movie where, um, you know, you have Sierra Six, who's part of this organization, and then it turns out at the end, this organization kind of goes uh, against them for whatever reason. So it does have very similar elements uh, to John Wick. Um, I have to agree that I... This is a straight up action movie. So if you like action movies and you don't really care too much about anything else, uh, this is just for you. But if you're gonna be very nitpicky about movies, because uh, that, that that's one of the things I kept seeing in the reviews after I watched the movie was like people were like the plot is bad, the acting is bad, there's no there's no storyline or what. So I was just like, it's just an action movie. Like let's just let's just enjoy it you know what i mean and i I enjoyed it i thought it was uh it was really well done um you know i'm a big chris i like chris evans a lot and at the armist i mean this this was a star it even had our boy from uh from bridgerton i know oh he was so good i loved him yeah yeah and to see him in a different role where he is this evil uh like this jerk essentially total jerk Uh, uh, it was just was just like it was nice to see um, the the one the one scene that I just thought was just really crazy 
uh, when he gets arrested, and I, th- I think that we were they in Prague. Yeah. And you have the whole, he's on the, the little trolley f- train thing in the middle of the, of the city. And it's that whole kind of like chase scene. He's handcuffed to the bench. He escapes Zap. Then he's running. And it's just this whole, uh, that whole sequence of events was just, I thought that was pretty awesome. That really was. A bad, bad day to be a cop in Prague. Yeah. And even Seriously. the fight scene uh, with, with the one assassin in the hospital was, um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. The new Shavik, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he that fight scene and those stunts were just really well done too. So I, I, I was very, I was very impressed, like you said, with the fight scene. That they were very well done. Um, yeah. I thought the story was well done too. Um, I, 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 as when I was watching the scene with Sierra Four at the very beginning, I said to myself, I said, "Man, this guy Sierra Four, the actor, he always plays a bad guy." And I don't know if because he has that scar on his face. Right, right. Uh, but now it turns out he wasn't really the bad guy. He was telling the truth. Right. I, uh, I agree. <laughs> so that was kind of, I, I thought about that the, like at the end or the reveal. Uh, I was like, oh, he wasn't a bad guy for once. Well, I guess he was a little bit of a turd because he had the truth and he was just trying to sell it to the highest bidder. He's trying to uh, I guess. put the CIA in the pocket of some other foreign entity. But well, yeah, that's true. That's so there true. you go. We can, we can still keep him in that box. <laughs> All right, fine. I, um, I, I, I disagree with you in that it's just an action movie. Like, I felt like, I don't know. I felt like the story was, there was a little bit more story than in a typical action movie. Again, I think if it was just an action movie, I probably wouldn't have put down everything to watch it. I feel like because for me, it's it's the story that that captures me, right? Like that's I I don't I don't want to watch an action movie just with a bunch of stuff blowing up um, because that's not that's not really enough for me. Um, so I I felt like there was more story than usual. And again, let's be honest, I don't watch a lot of action movies, so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it had just the same amount of story, but. I don't know. I felt like it was just, I'm not going to say deeper, because it was not like it was a deep movie, um, but just a little bit deeper. Well, I'll, I disagree with you just a little bit there. And I mean, you know that I'm the guy usually crying out for character development, and I don't like suspension of disbelief and, and all those things. Right. For me, I unplugged all of that to watch this movie. Uh, okay. And and I think that's why I enjoyed it the way that I did. And, and my... If I go back into that mode, my sort of my complaints are, okay, um, why you know we get this little slice of a backstory that he had that that uh, that Sierra had a, an abusive father, but just a little tiny bit of it, you know, to kind of explain, okay, here's you know here's why he can withstand pain. We get a little tiny bit of a backstory that Billy Bob Thornton's character Fitzroy is like a father figure to him. But we don't really see any interaction with them other than him being recruited. We get a little tiny bit of a story that his niece, Fitzroy's niece, has a heart condition and she's a quirky kid. But, you know, and, and so, yeah, we get it. Uh, uh, Sierra Six is attached to her. But then, you know, they don't really play the heart condition thing anymore. So why are they showing us that? Like, I, f- I felt like they just kind of give us little croutons instead of an entire salad to kind of hold the action sequences together that I mean that like um, Anna the Armistice character who by the way she is so beautiful 
in this yeah. movie. I, I mean, oh my God. she's beautiful in general. I just, in this movie, she just took, she just, I, I love a, a strong, you know, kick-ass woman and she was just gorgeous and she mm-hmm. was the whole package for me in this movie. Um, but was the whole reason that she was just all in for Sierra 6 that she was concerned about her job, about her, you know, that they were going to come for her next? I should say concerned about her, her, her life and her job. I mean, they, they didn't, they didn't explore that with her other than a one like a one line throwaway while she had him in the trunk of her car. Right. Like, uh, I felt like there could have been, again, my character development cries, there could have been a relationship flushed out there. Like so for me that's I kept saying, Okay, you know, there's there's a nugget here, but the nugget never went anywhere. Okay. I mean that's And maybe and maybe that's all I needed. Maybe I just needed the nugget. You know what I mean? Like I I, I needed a reason for why he would be so worried about Claire and I needed a reason for why he would be so loyal to Billy Bob Thornton and maybe that's all I needed maybe I did just need that that little the little bit of it I don't know and and, and I don't know I have a question uh, just in case wanting to see if I missed something do they ever show what happened with uh, Sierra Six's brother they talk about how he had to, he made a, he chose between his brother and his father and you know, it's why he killed his father. No. Because, again, at first, you know, I thought maybe, okay, are we going to find a reveal that, like, uh, Lloyd is really his younger brother? Oh, or, my gosh. That would have been amazing. You know, again, nugget. <laughs> right. right. Um, but uh, I have read online there's already a gray man, too. Yes, and maybe Bruce, that'll come so, up then. Yeah, but, supposedly they're making like a whole universe, like the Russo. Who who directed? Was this the Russo brothers? Is that yeah, the, uh, yeah, yes. So I I saw that they were gonna make like a whole universe out of this. I do. I mean, I do want to know more. Like that again. That's what one of the reasons I like this movie. Um, uh, Danush's. I, I'm not even gonna try to butcher his last name, but the, his character where he essentially walks away from this entire job and a huge, you know butt-kicking with uh, with the two spies, with, with Danny right. and Sierra Six, because they weren't honorable people. Like, yeah. that, I was like, wow, okay, I want to watch a movie about him. And then... Yeah, I bet he shows up in the next one. Alfre Woodard's character, I don't, you know, not likely she's showing up again, but I no. loved her. Again, I would, right. I would have watched an entire movie about uh, 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 Cahill, the CIA right. director. Yeah. So there's just lots of, lots of little things that, for me, that... that the action sequences and all of just the little tidbits they dropped were enough to keep me going. I, I think my favorite action sequence, rather, I, I would like to hear what y'all's are, is uh, on that runaway tram when he is looking in the reflection of the building to shoot oh, the guy below yeah. him. Like that, like, yeah. Uh, I think my least favorite was in the air with the plane rolling and the Jeep coming loose. I couldn't yeah. even see. I was like, what's happening? Right. Who, no, who, was that him? Did he just fall out of the plane? Like I, I literally couldn't figure out what was going on. I really I, loved that opening sequence when after he's abandoned the shot at the beginning, you know, he's not going to shoot through the floor, but he's still going to kill. And then he's just walking and he's just randomly th- picking things up off the tables. <laughs> and in the, you know, in the middle of the fireworks and the music and the noise, he's just stabbing this guy in the neck, so stabbing that guy. The- and they're just going down one at a time. Um, I thought I I just thought that was great. It brought me <laughs> it, again. It brought me right, right into it. I was like, this guy is just like doing the job. Like he's got no problem. And can we talk about Chris Evans as the bad guy? So fun. He was oh great. my god, he was fantastic. 
it was he was almost a little um it was he was kind of like a caricature of a bad guy like you know what i mean like he wasn't like an evil bad guy but that actually made him worse he was like the bad guy who doesn't know that he's a bad guy but but knows that he's a bad guy i don't know how to explain it like He's a legitimate sociopath. I mean, when, right, when right. that other director was calling him a sociopath, I mean, he fit the bill. He, but I thought it was super interesting. And again, we didn't get much backstory on him at all, except for he went to Harvard. Um, but I thought it was really interesting that he had gone to Harvard with the other two leaders of the CIA, right? Like, we all knew each other in college. And how, how do they become directors of the CIA? And he becomes the hitman who tortures people, you know, gleefully. I, I don't know. I just, I thought that was interesting, but I thought he did it really well. And then, you know, he's so laid back about it all, right? He's like, oh, we're going to kill this guy. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. But then as he's getting away from him, he's, you can see him getting more frustrated. And I thought that fight scene in the fountain um, at the end, I thought that was a really great fight scene because you could see that, that Lloyd Hansen, he, he, he just wasn't up for it. Right. I mean, he, he had his moments there, but he was, he was going to go down fighting. Like it felt to me like he already knew he was going to lose that fight. He wasn't fighting because he thought he was going to win. He, the way that he even approached the whole thing, it seemed like he knew he was going to lose that fight, but he was going to go down fighting. And I thought that was a great fight scene there in the fountain too because it was almost like, you know, a fight that had to happen just to end it. It wasn't a fantastic fight. It wasn't like, you know, the best choreographed fight I've ever seen. But in terms of, of story, I just thought it fit his character. Like, he's not just going to be like, okay, this is over. Like, I don't know. I thought that was a great fight scene, and I really enjoyed him as the villain. I thought it was really good. His mustache was the real villain of the show. <laughs> his mustache no, he was, was the he real was, villain. No, he was, he was, it was, I think, I don't think I've ever seen Chris Evans play, you know, such a douchey-ass kind of role. Uh, right. I, th- I think we're so used to him being wholesome, Captain America, uh, just being the good guy all the time. So to see him in this role, I think was, I think there was just a lot of comic relief, even when he wasn't trying to be funny. It was just, right. it just came off like that. Um, and I'd like that he was just as good uh, as Sierra Six. Uh, right. the, fight, the fight scene in the fountain with the knife, uh, and, and he had him. Which, by the way, I mean, uh, he Sierra Six took that the knife hits and the stabbings. Oh my like, gosh! Like it was nothing. Right. Exactly. Like the one that he got to the shoulder, where it, like yes. and that that was like a good what six that inch knife. In. Yeah. And he was just like, okay, that's just a little stinger. Right. Like, you just got stabbed. <laughs> like, that's crazy. What are we doing here? Right. Um, well, shout out to his father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. For teaching, teaching him how to live through the pain. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I really enjoyed Chris Evans. Uh, more so than Sierra Six, I think. I, I enjoyed his character a lot more. Well, there's just something freeing about getting to be the bad guy. And I think for Chris Evans, who, like you said, he probably wanted to do something strikingly different from Captain America, you know, who, who used to yell at Iron Man for saying a curse word. 
<laughs> right, <laughs> language. Right. Um, but uh, you know, I think he he picked a great role just to to do something fun and different and and break out of that box. The only the only complaint that I have about the movie was like. I felt like, I don't know how to describe it. I felt like at times they were tossing in like these one-liners here and there in an effort to make it a little lighter. And I just felt like the movie stood well enough on its own. Like I didn't need to laugh, but I felt, and I can't, I I don't have any examples. I didn't write any down. Um, But I just felt like sometimes the dialogue was a little bit like, yeah. I, I don't know. I It just, Sierra Six was a guy who really didn't talk, right? Like, he didn't talk much. He lived this solitary life. He was an assassin for the CIA. He'd been abused his whole childhood. Like, he's not like a funny guy. But I felt like every now and then he would just toss out like a little one-liner here and there. And I was like, that doesn't really fit. I don't know. It just, it felt a little bit off. The, the dialogue piece felt a little bit off. I felt like there probably could have been a little less dialogue even though there wasn't a ton of dialogue but every now and then like i said i felt like it was just a little cringy and they were trying to give us something we didn't need i agree tell me if you think this was a good example of that Um, okay that whole little moment that he and danny uh on the armistice character had about throwing a loaded weapon like for me, I, I, I get that right. it was trying to be cute, almost almost like romantic interest, cute, the, the banter. Mm-hmm. For me, it felt just kind of flat. And then he and then he referenced it again when he talked to uh, uh, Lloyd about throwing a loaded weapon. And I was just like, you know, that didn't work the first time. No, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. That's, that's a great example of that. So, I don't know. I, again, overall, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was a great movie. I was more than more than intrigued with it, um, and I I would watch a second one. I don't know that I would want to watch like a whole series about it, but I would definitely watch a second one. And in a second one, Mark, I think you bring it. I hadn't really thought about what I would want in a Gray Man too, um, but after you brought it up, I would love to know about the brother. I'd I'd love to know what happened to the brother. Um, I obviously. I'd love to see, you know, the CIA, the, now that the, the heads are gone, you know, I, I, the great man can't move up because he's just an operative. He's not, you know, that's well, not his seems job. To, the way the movie ended, he seems to be on the run now with, right. with the daughter, or well, not his daughter, but with the girl. Yeah. Right, exactly. That, I mean, because that's, that's part of it, right? Like, he's going to wind up in jail, and they're going to pin it all on Lloyd Hansen, but he's still going to go to jail. So he's on the run. I'm curious, like, who, like, you know, who's going to be the new person who runs it? And who's, is, is Billy Bob Thornton going to be out of it now? Because um, he's clearly identified as a person to use to get to him, right? Well, so it'll, He blew himself up with the grenade, didn't he? I meant, I'm sorry, I meant Claire. Um, oh. Like, are they going to keep coming for Claire? Are they going to, like, I don't know. I I would need it to be different. And if there's going to be a villain, I need them to be equally as good as Lloyd Hansen was. Like, I, I don't know. And, and maybe the villain, uh, I don't 
know. Maybe the villain becomes the CIA because they're on the hunt for him. But if that's the case, I don't want him just running and hiding for an entire movie either. Isn't I somehow need like, them. Born identity Yes. I was yeah. just going to say that. That's very. So I, and I think I think you bring a good point that the villain has to be just as good, if not better, than what Chris Evans did. Right. And if that doesn't happen, then I think the movie loses or this universe, or whatever it is, kind of loses is its gusto. Right. Right. I agree. I agree. So, and again, yep. I could very easily find out where they're going by reading this series of books, but I, I don't want to do that. Yeah, actually, and I didn't realize... Don't you read books, that. Amy? Aren't you <laughs> yeah. I read hates, a Amy lot of books. books. <laughs> I, but Come these on. are not I the books that I read. Someone care, some people care about this podcast more than others, Amy. <laughs> I guess they do. And I guess it's just not me. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> And I obviously didn't Google dive deep enough into this before we started talking because I didn't realize that this was based off of books either. Because I was thinking about all these other, you know, where could the movie go next or what other characters could we veer off with. Uh, one thing I didn't quite understand in the movie, and maybe the books explain this, but with Claire, you know, they, they kind of set her up at the beginning. Like, you know, she's this, the way she talks to, to Six. She's not intimidated by him at all. And, yeah. and you know, again nugget but um the uh you kind of feel like this is going to be a little kick-ass kid and when he is having that fight in her house while she strangely is getting ready for bed five feet away doesn't <laughs> and where's the house is everything all right but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but uh you know she she he says i'm good don't worry and she sees the feet of the guy he's just knocked out she's like okay and walks away like she knows what's up like i'm like okay this is going to be a cool kid but then when they flash forward again to the present two years later, how many years later, and uh, she's kidnapped, you know, she she's cowering in the middle of the room crying. She's this sort of helpless, terrified little, I was like, I, I, and then they flip back and she looks, you know, she, she's crying, you know, to to um, Six, come with me, come with me, don't stay here and fight with Lloyd. And he's like, no, it's okay, I got this. And she goes, kick his ass, and then walks away. Right. Uh, and then... At the very begin, at the very end, when he rescues her, one last time, he's like, "Play this song really loud so she won't hear all the sounds of violence." And she's rocking and crying, covering her ears. And I'm like, "Pick a lane, like make this character either right. this, the little but helpless kid that needs." Her uncle had just blown up. Yeah, well, that's well, and that was an, this is an interesting character if you're thinking about sequels because this is a kid who's lost everything. And essentially, she's going to be parented now by this, you know, hyper assassin. So does he train her? Do they become a Bonnie and Clyde type pair? But then she's got the heart condition. So is it like, uh, uh, um, God, what's that movie where the guy has the, the heart condition and he can only go for so long and or his heart's going to explode? Um, oh, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'll Google it. I'll tell you in a second. But, uh, but yeah, like, does the heart condition become something that factors into her future with the movies because why did they mention it why is it a thing right Uh, well i honestly i think the only reason that they mention it is because that's how he's able to track her through the pacemaker oh yeah you know what that 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 would track so that's my thought but and i and i sure hope he doesn't make her into an assassin like that's no life for a kid and it's really no life for him either like you know, I I would hope that that's not where he goes. So I looked up the second book. Um, and again, I don't know how closely the movie followed the first book. But the, the blurb for the second book says, Four years ago, 
court gentry was betrayed by his handlers in the CIA. To survive, he has to eliminate his own brothers in arms. Okay, so we saw that. Now as a master assassin known as the Gray Man, he makes his living killing other people. But when an old comrade he thought dead returns to haunt him, his own life is put in the crosshairs. The man wants court to complete a mission, but instead of an assassination, the job will entail a nearly impossible kidnapping, and court must return his quarry to the very CIA team that turned on him. So I don't know if that's going to be part of it. You know, like, I don't know if that if they're going to follow that directly or if they're going to not follow that. But that's what the second book is about. And again, that sounds pretty similar sort of ish to this one. So I'm hopeful that there's elements of it that make it different. Mm. OK, so wait, I, uh, I went back at that film I was trying to think of it was Crank. Yeah, yeah. I, I had it backwards. It's Crank with Jason Statham where he's injected with a poison and if his heart rate drops, he dies. Really? Yeah, so. I have never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've even heard of it. It's it's actually kind of funny. I mean, it's an action movie. It's Jason Statham. Don't go looking for any Academy Awards. But, like, <laughs> he he does these things, like, where he, he takes a, a battery and, and, like, clips the battery to his chest to oh try my to gosh. keep his adrenaline going, like a car battery, like, stuff like that. It's, it's weird. All right. Okay. All right. Well, that is, I think that's it. Yeah. I have yeah. nothing more to say. Yeah. I think we all agree that we enjoyed it, that we can definitely agree that we look forward to a sequel. Let's mm-hmm. see where they go from there, where they take the movie. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it, overall, very enjoyable movie. Uh, I recommend it for anyone that wants to see either Chris Evans in a different light or just some real good acting sequence and decent story. I think, I think it was pretty decent. I agree. So as always, everyone, thank you for listening. You know, check out the social media, check us out on Facebook, drop a comment, drop a like, download, share with friends, uh, and just let us overall know, you know, know what you are watching on any of the streaming platforms that you have at your disposal, uh, and we will catch you next time. Bye, everyone. Just a disclaimer here. No members of the Boomtron podcast are employed by Netflix, nor do they have any business ties with the Netflix corporation. This podcast for entertainment purposes only, and all Netflix news and information that is shared is simply what these three yahoos found online.